The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, the innovator of violence, the landlord of the House of Hardcore, and the heart and soul of professional wrestling, Tommy Dreamer and I talk to... Jimmy Smith, play-by-play voice of Monday Night Raw before his first ever WrestleMania, just days away this weekend. We get to sit down with him. Also, we talk to AEW owner and president Tony Khan with some breaking news about AEW Dynamite right now on the Busted Open Podcast. Jimmy, good morning to you. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. You know what I appreciate, Jimmy, is that every time we have you on, I'm always afraid that's going to be the last time we have Jimmy on. But we must be doing something right that you keep on coming back, though. That might have to be now. As in, as in, I'm going to get fired, or no, you no, back no, the no, show, or I won't no, come back. A lot no, of ways no. to interpret that. A lot of ways no. to interpret that. I interpret it as like these slap. I'm coming out with these slap dicks. I'm, a, I'm the play-by-play voice of Monday Night Raw. I don't need to do this anymore. I, I well, feel like Gabby basically demands I come on the show. She doesn't ask. She doesn't ask, by the way. She demands that I come on the show, and then I like it. And I'm like, all right, fine, Gabby. Okay. It works. You know, Jimmy, and we talk about your journey, and it's a great journey, and for a lot of different reasons. And obviously, you know, I know you listen to Busted Open, and um, – you know, we we give you so much credit here. Uh, what a phenomenally job you do each and every Monday night on Raw. The credibility that you bring, not only with your MMA background, but your play-by-play background on Monday Night Raw each and every Monday night. But it has been a crazy journey. And it seems almost like, and this is how the world moves so fast, it feels like you've been with the WWE forever, but... This is going to be your first ever WrestleMania this weekend. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, it's this is just I I just started laughing last night and the, they gave me my WWE pass, my my I'm not my WWE pass, I've had that for a while. My WrestleMania pass in Pittsburgh. They went, here you go, man. And it's my, you know, all access both days WrestleMania pass. And I looked down at it and I put it in my pocket and I got home. Uh, whatever it was, <laughs> you know, I, I, I lose track of days, whatever yesterday morning, whatever it was. And I'm sitting there and at home and I started laughing my ass off 
And I said, I've called world championship boxing matches, a world championship in the UFC, uh, a bunch of world championships in Bellator. And now I'm calling WrestleMania. And just like, I just, I crack up. I see it the same way you guys do. It isn't any different from my perspective, from like the inside. I go, what the hell? I, it's, it's, it's just surreal, man. It's surreal to me, everything I've done and everything that's come my way. It's, I appreciate it. And it's been the wildest ride I could have ever imagined in my life. And this has been the craziest. I got to say all the things I've ever done in my life. <laughs> WWE is by far in a way the craziest. And I was telling somebody it's, it's closer to improv than broadcasting. It's much more like you're thinking on your feet and here comes a grabbing and you, you have no time to prepare for anything. And it's, it's, it's like improv rather than broadcasting. And it's, it's, it's been the craziest ride of my life. Hey, uh, let me ask you, uh, first of all, nice to finally get a chance to talk to you. Um, who was your favorite broadcaster and who was your favorite wrestling broadcaster? Uh, my favorite broadcaster of all time. I am from Los Angeles, California. And when you say broadcasting, I think Vince Gully and Chick Hearn, those guys are, are gods to me, Dodgers, Lakers. And what's so funny is as I've met more broadcasters from all over the country, that you know, weren't from Los Angeles. Like, you know, Sean Grandy, who's the voice of the, the Boston Celtics, was my broadcast partner in Bellator. And he goes, man, Chick Hearn is like, I, I, you know, every broadcaster worship. So those are the two guys that are just idols to me in broadcasting. When I was coming up in wrestling, Gorilla Monsoon was it. He was it to me, man. He was, he was everything to me. I, I thought he was the greatest thing ever. I thought the way he called it was incredible. That was the era in which, which I grew up and my fandom existed was – Gorilla Monsoon was the king, and I, I I stand by that 100% to this day. Well, I mean, what you're talking about, it's yeah. when you're looking at that past, it's uh, it's surreal. And yeah. you look at your journey in your life, and, okay, you're from the L.A. area. How did this kid wind up doing something that he fell in love with? And it's awesome. I, we're Dave and I are talking. I was at WrestleMania 1 as a fan with yeah. my dad and just – 23 years later that I'm competing at WrestleMania and, you know, working for the WWE for like 11 years. And it's just like, it's proof that if you work hard and dream it, it could happen and it could happen. And there's just living proof for other people. You're a living proof of somebody who, you know, a fan, and now you're doing it across, you know, you've done it across the board, which is super I, duper cool. When, 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 <laughs> I told the story a million times, it still cracks me up. You know, when, when it was, I auditioned, I did a backstage thing for NXT. They said, okay, you can do some, some backstage for us and you can do some voiceovers and the fans are going to get used to your voice. Then we're going to you know have you do this, this and that. I was so thrilled and so happy to be back in broadcasting full time. And then I got a call. Hey, by the way, uh, you're going to do Monday Night Raw starting next week. And I, I lied. I tell everybody, I lied and said I could do it. You know, I lied and said I could do it. And it's, it's been like this, this, like the learning curves like this, it just is. And what I love about it. And I worked with Cole, um, obviously this Monday night, cause he came in to do the SmackDown, you know, the Smack, bunch of SmackDown people came over to do matches. So he was there doing the SmackDown, getting them over and sitting with Cole and him going, it's a learning curve. Everybody goes, everybody goes through the same thing that you're going through. And it's just like, you're figuring everything out and you're doing a phenomenal job. And, and, because you don't feel like you are. And this is just personally from doing so much broadcast in sports where I was much more comfortable MMA and boxing than I know, like the back of my hand. The, the, the learning curve here is I'm learning the way that WWE does things, which is its own island. They do it their own way. And you got everybody, like no other experience I've ever done broadcasting really prepares you for that. 
And so that's what I'm dealing with now. And it's been, that's been a big part of the ride, man. Like you're saying, you just throw it in and you just, you just do it. It's, it's craziness. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned like some of the broadcasters that you fell in love with when you were growing up and you mentioned like a Vince Scully. And I always go back and watch that Kirk Gibson home run in the world. Series All the time, one. dude. Like I, I watched that over and over again. And a lot of it is because of, of Scully's call. And, you know, there's going to be a generation of fans that are going to go back and watch this year's WrestleMania again and again. That's what's so beautiful about the World Series and about the Super Bowl. Those moments live forever. But when it comes to WrestleMania, because a lot of our fans that listen to this show, when it comes to this week, they go back and they watch old WrestleMania's time. Like your call that you have this weekend, Jimmy, that's going to last 10, 20, 30, 40 years. Like, you know, how do you feel about that? Knowing that this is going to be preserved in time forever. <laughs> you, you try not to think about it. I swear to God, you, you try not to think about it. Cause it'll drive you insane. And when I'm watching highlights of the WB now, or, you know, as, and they'll use my calls and they'll use stuff I said, and I'm, I'm up there and, and it's surreal. I'm sitting in a, in, a, in a hotel room and they had a commercial from Monday Night Raw and I hear me. As I'm, you know, unpacking my suitcase or whatever it is, and I hear me, and I turn around, it's an ad for Monday Night Raw, and yeah, if you get wrapped up in that, it'll, it'll, it'll mess you up. You know, how is this going to sound in 20 years? Is is insane. You got to be like completely 100% in the moment, and that organic ability to do that is what lasts forever. There's a great movie called Mississippi Burning. If you ever get a chance to check it out, check it out. It's it's, it's a historical movie, and there's a great line in there from Gene Hackman, and he's talking to Willem Dafoe, and he goes, "You don't know when to talk and when to shut up, and that makes you a fool." And I, I tell people, that's broadcasting. What's great about Kurt Gibson's home run, if you remember, he is silent. He, I can't add to this moment. I can only detract from it. And he, around the bases of fist pump, silence. It is gone. And then he shuts up. And he lets that moment breathe. And that time of when to let something breathe, where it's not about me, it's not what I can add, it's about what I can detract and knowing that is huge. And that line, it, it, it fluctuates a lot. But knowing that is, is broadcasting to me. So thinking about, you know, that it's going to live forever and all these things and what can I add? Because a lot of times it's not what you can add. It's what you can take away and try not to do that. And so, yeah, that, that's what's in my head is just that moment. I'm trying to do that moment by moment for however many hours it is. Uh, the theme of today's show has been favorite WrestleMania matches. Do you have one? Oh, one hundred percent. I remember sitting there. I was nine, nine years old, I think nine or ten and watching even at, at the age I was and, and not knowing anything about because kayfabe ruled when I was a kid. Um, Ricky, the Dragon Steamboat and Macho Man Savage watching that with my friends and going just our jaws were on the floor. We couldn't believe how good it was. And I think we understood even at that age that we were seeing something really special between two guys who were two of the greatest of all time. And to me, that is 100% without it. I remember it vividly watching it at my friend's house because he had cable and pay-per-view or whatever. And we were sitting there and we were watching it and we couldn't believe what we were seeing. And that will live forever as my number one WrestleMania match of all time. It's Ricky the Dragon Steamboat versus Macho Man Savage at WrestleMania three. And every top 10 list I've ever seen of greatest match of all time, it's either it's right there. It's it's right yeah. there in the top five in everybody's list. It's a matter of where you put it. That is my number one of all time. I'll remember it for the rest of my life watching that match. 
It's funny. It was on my list. It might be on Dave's list. He hasn't revealed it. You know, he's very uh, secretive. Sometimes he's, he's got like laminate and he's, he's got a, he's got a lot of things to prepare for this. But if you think about how the business has changed, but yet the wrestling that match has stood the test of time. If that happened today, everyone would be bitching about Georgie animal steel interfering and costing Randy to lose, which, Oh, they sc- screwed the finish, blah, 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 blah. No one ever talks about it like that because they were yeah. so into the match. It didn't matter. And I wish people could sometimes think about that or think about, you know, when just, you know, I, I, I joke about Roddy Piper, just when you think, you know, you have all the answers, he changes the questions. That's the beauty of professional wrestling. If you could just, put all whatever you feel you know aside and just get lost in the emotion of what's happening it's such a more enjoyable product 100% and that's what i love about the pay-per-views is i don't know anything more than you guys know they don't tell us me personally what it i i get a bout sheet what we would call a bout sheet you know here's where you know here's who's is is competing today by that's the production meeting for Every pay-per-view is, all right, here you go. See you in, in whatever it is, six hours, and I, and I go away. I love it. I don't know, and, and I'm, you know, believe me when I'm saying it, I don't know anything more than you do about how the match is going to go and who's going to, they, they keep that very, very close to the vest. I have no idea. That's amazing because I get to have that experience. I have no idea. I have no clue what I'm walking into. It's like a fight. I love it to death. So so people, do you get nervous before the big pay-per-views? No. They're the best times ever. I'm done telling stories. I'm done getting you there. It's just the matches. I don't know what's going to happen. And just like you said, I get lost in the moment. Like I get to be a fan and talk about it. It's awesome. I love them. Somebody who seems to be getting lost in the moment and really enjoying what he's doing is Brock Lesnar. Uh, You know, you know, Brock from the MMA world as well, but, but, but seeing him in the ring and you're, you get to see it firsthand on raw. He really looks like he's having fun out there in the ring and he can turn it off and on which is awesome where he's like the way i always say it is on air i think i said it last monday ago it's like watching a shark smile it's a smile but it doesn't make you feel any safer right it's like he's having a good time which means he can rip your head off and bowl it into the third row because that's how he has fun it's that 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 ability to be charismatic and fun and you know it's 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 Silence of the Lambs, when Hannibal Lecter is polite, he's almost scarier than when he's angry, right? And, and it's that line for Brock Lesnar that I think as a fan is so fun that he's having a good old time. And hey, by the way, I'm going to take this chair and I'm going to shove it right through your back because that's how he has fun. So it, it, it it's great. He is having a great time, but there's also that dangerous side and it's there in a, in a heartbeat. And that's, that's fun to me, that contrast. And Jimmy, you saw it on Monday because yeah. it was hilarious because he was doing his promo and people were wetting him and he was laughing. He's like, Oh, all right. Yeah. You're playing along. But then he said, okay, that's enough. And as yeah. soon as he said, okay, that's enough. Everybody stopped <laughs> with the what chance. It was, I don't yep. think I've ever seen anything like that before. He shut up a whole stadium. <laughs> it's I, like, how, what do you do? You know, walk into the stadium and, you know, Beat everybody's ass. No, but he has that, that, you know, that command presence where he can do that. And a person that can turn that off and turn that on is a star. And that's exactly what he is. 
like when your your parents come home from a party. All right, everyone go home. Everyone just go. Okay, let's go. And we all walk out. That's what Rock did to an entire arena full of people. It amazing. It, it's it nuts. Amazing. It's nuts that ability. And it's not. It's projection. It's that ability to project something bigger than yourself. And from everything I'm learning about the the, the wrestling business, and it isn't just you guys. You know, Edge, I talk to almost all the time backstage. The guy's awesome. Has taught me so much. Corey Graves and MVP are the three people I've talked to the most about the psychology of the business. And one thing I'm learning, it's that ability to project something bigger. And uh, Brock has that in spades. Not only is a big dude, he projects something even bigger, just like Roman Reigns. I was going to say with the learning curve, if you go to the wrestlers, they'll kind of helping and give the inside knowledge and the fact that you're already doing it. And with people who are, you know, Corey Graves, uh, besides what Dave says, I think uh, he does an amazing job, but guys who have taken the bumps and, and tell you the psychology of what's happening and, and just, it makes you fit in even easier because you do, you do a great job and everybody, wants to see everybody succeed because if you're telling their story, it makes their story even better. What's so funny is, is the, the athletes themselves will come up to me to fill in their gaps or, or why they're doing what they're doing or, or like these little psychological things. Um, Drew McIntyre does it all the time when I, when he was on raw, um, Nikki ASH does it all the time. So it's, they always come up to me, Hey, here's what I'm thinking. Da-da. And, and they always say, I don't mean to bother you. And I'm like, no, it makes my job 10 times easier when I can say, you know, fill in the psychology of what you're doing, not just calling out the moves or whatever, but to understand why you're doing what you're doing. It makes my job easier. You're helping me. And I really appreciate it. So certain people come up and do that to me all the time. And it makes my job so much easier. I love it. With uh, WrestleMania kind of being where a lot of stories uh, end, you've told these stories for a while now. Yeah. Is there one match you're in? particularly looking forward to telling the end of the story uh, at WrestleMania edge, because I don't know where the new character turn he's taken. I don't know how that translates in the ring. I, I don't know. Meaning he's, you know, he, he's done the garb and the lights and, and, and the new, the new vicious side of edge or whatever. We've seen it. We've seen him, heard him talk, but I haven't seen it played out in an actual match. And he's such a great physical storyteller that, how that new character plays into the match and how it ends and what that means for AJ and what that means going forward and all these larger things. Edge is so good at telling that story. I can't wait to hear him tell. It's like a great author who's now writing horror. You're like, oh, great. Can't wait to see how they tell that story in the ring. That's what I'm really looking forward to as far as storytelling goes is, is how Edge tells the physical story in the ring. If you think about it, you've been telling, you've been reading a book or narrating a book for six weeks yeah. and you finally get to see it come to, and it, it's a long ass book, but yes, uh, that's an amazing, uh, it, it's, I just seriously, as you're speaking, I'm thinking about that. I was like, wow, this has been six weeks of one person telling this story, though Edge is telling the story without physicality, all that stuff. And it's, uh, you finally get to see it pay off. That's the beauty of professional wrestling. It's exactly what it is, man. I get to, to, to read the final chapter and I don't know what it is. I don't know what they're going to do, but finally I don't have to tell it. They tell it where, where I've, I've set them all up to, to where they are now. And, and I get to see the end of it, which is great. Uh, speaking of edge, I think one of the reasons why you've been so successful in the world of the WWE Jimmy is because you're so open-minded. 
Um, and you, you're, you know, for somebody who's done broadcasting, for somebody who's done play by play to go into a new world and be open minded to it and learn and and grow and do what you're doing. And obviously being a part of WrestleMania this weekend, maybe at some point, because you say you talk to Edge, could at some point maybe hand Edge a CD that's not Pearl Jam. Like he needs to be a little bit more open minded about the music he listens to. Freaking we guy, talk all about he does music is... all the time. I swear oh. to God, me, Corey Graves, and Edge. When we're in a room, all we talk about is music, man. It's it's really true. Yeah. yeah. All right, turn him on to something other than Pearl Jam, please. Because I, I mean, I think you would even agree, Jimmy. Pearl Jam a little overrated, so maybe get him to listen to something other than Pearl Jam, please. I saw I saw every band of that generation. We we grew up in the same era. We saw a lot of the same bands. We talk about them, and uh, yeah, I'm trying to wean him away a little bit, but he's tenacious, man. He's a Seattle guy to the core. To the core, yeah. he is. Hey, uh, Dave and I talk about uh, uh, the first voice I ever heard in wrestling was Vince McMahon. And we talk about Vince as a commentator, like how much we enjoyed Vince. Is that extra pressure for you? It, I mean, we've heard Vince is in people's ear a lot. Vince isn't in people's ear. How is that for you? He, in all honesty, he isn't in my ear very much. He, he really isn't. I know it's like, I, you know, you hear stories on rumors and all that stuff. With me, he pretty much leaves me alone. And like my, my second day, third day, third show there or something. I'm in the production meeting. He goes, you know, come here. And and like, I got summoned to the front right after the, the meeting's over. And he goes, you're very good at taking instruction. Thank you. And I went, thank you. Yeah, no problem. Man. You say, you know, I, I'm a fighter. When you go, you know, you're going to hit this back for an hour. I hit the back for an hour. If I'm tired after four to five minutes, you said now I'm going to hit for an hour. That's just how my head works. Right. So, so I'm always, and, and every time he has an instruction, me, I, there's a camera that looks at me and I get thumbs up. Got it. Do this. I do that. I give him a thumbs up and I got it. No problem. Message received. And I do it. And I think that like, because I haven't forgotten or like, you know, whatever, I don't ignore him. And he doesn't have to very much. You know what I mean? I, I pretty much go with it. And so there's that. And, and another thing I've been told by Michael, you know, Cole told me this, you know, uh, Monday, he goes, you don't try to sound like me. You don't try to sound like anybody else. He goes, that's the strength is you call it like a fight. You already had a way of calling this kind of stuff. And that's what you do. And, and, and I think a mistake a lot of broadcasters make is, you know, trying to sound like Vince or trying to sound like Gorilla Monsoon. Hey, those guys are on their own level. They're doing their own thing. I don't sound like Michael Cole. I don't sound like Vince McMahon. I, I have my own style of, of the way I call things. And so far it's been appreciated. And it kind of let me do my, my thing about that. So I'm, I'm very lucky in that regard that I had kind of my own voice and, and I've, I've stuck to it. So I don't try to sound like somebody else. And that's been a strength rather than a weakness to me. Uh, Jimmy, you host unlocking the cage here on Sirius XM fight nation. You're a wonderful host. And so proud that we're all part of the same family. You talk about appreciation. Are the MMA fans cool with you doing the play by play of Monday night raw? Is there a crossover there? Like yeah. what's that like for you? Yeah, we get calls all the time on Unlocking the Cage about like, hey, man, I saw you on Raw, dude, great stuff anyway. So Conor McGregor, you know what I mean? So, or, you know, whatever. I was like, hey, man, can I ask you a wrestling question? Like, yeah, sure, go ahead. You know, there is some crossover in, in, in pro wrestling and MMA fandom. And when I first got the offer for the gig, um, Sean Grandy, who's my was my broadcast partner, Bellator, and he's a play-by-play genius, in my opinion, great broadcast. I called him, first guy I called, I was like, hey, man, what do you think of this? And he said, the days when you were in wrestling or you were not in wrestling, those days are over. 
a broadcaster, you know, Mar Ronello went from legitimate sports to, to WWE to back to legitimate sports. And there isn't that stigma of you're a wrestling guy, you know, back, you know, in kayfabe because it doesn't work that way anymore. So the ability to be a broadcaster in, as I am in legitimate sports and, you know, and then predetermined world, it, you can do that now. And I'm very lucky that it wasn't, Hey, you're either with us or you're not. It, they didn't, Hey, they went, Hey, great. Keep doing your radio show. Keep working for ESPN. Keep doing your other stuff. We love that. They love the legitimacy of that. And so I was able to do both. And so far it's been great. Awesome. And again, you can hear Jimmy Smith right here on Sirius XM fight nation, unlocking the cage. And you're going to be able to hear him this weekend, Saturday and Sunday on Peacock for night one and night two of WrestleMania. Jimmy, so proud of you, man. Thank you so much for giving us the time this week because I know it's a busy week for you. And congratulations and good luck this weekend. When I get an angry voicemail from Gabby, I call her back. And it was, you're show. All right, okay. I'm going to send you the link. Be there. All right, okay. And you're going to like it. Okay, all right, no problem, Gab. So when she does leave me a voicemail like that, I'm going to be here. Appreciate you guys. Hey everyone, Lindsay Rhodes here, and if you love football, you're going to love my podcast, The NFL Roadshow. With episodes Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, we cover every NFL angle and talk to guests from across the NFL world, Hall of Famers, analytics nerds, and I say that lovingly as someone who wants to be an analytics nerd very badly, fantasy football experts, all of it. They're discussions you're not going to find anywhere else. So please, subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts or listen on the SXM app, included with most subscriptions. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. 
Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. It's Tony time, so let's bring in AEW owner and president, the one and only Tony Khan. Tony, good morning to you. Good morning to you. Thank you for having me on, Dave. How are you? I'm great, and I'm excited, Tony, for Dynamite tonight. I'm very excited. This is a great week for pro wrestling, and AEW is going to have a great week. Uh, I'm very excited for what the show. I just announced another big match, and it's a theme through today. I'll be announcing matches and segments throughout the day. Uh, just announced... Jay Lethal versus John Moxley, the former Ring of Honor World Champion Lethal versus the former AEW Champion Mox, and we'll have more big matches to announce. Uh, it's just a really big week, uh, and I'm excited about Dynamite on TBS tonight at eight o'clock Eastern, seven o'clock Central. That is a big, big matchup, and you had said last week that this was kind of like your fan appreciation week, so uh, I'm sure we're going to be in for some great surprises as well on Dynamite because you uh, always deliver, bud. That's my move, and uh, it's going to be a week of surprises. Uh, There's going to be a big introduction of a debut. We have a big free agent coming in and joining the women's division. Uh, It's somebody who's going to be a star. I think they're just a star in general in pro wrestling, and they'll be a star for AEW. Very excited about it, and the winner of that match tonight with the new free agent taking on the Bunny, uh, the winner will go on and qualify for the Owen Hart Cup tournament. And very excited about that, uh, and it'll be great to have a new star debut in AEW, and, and in their very first match, they're going to have a very tough opponent in the Bunny. Yeah, I'm excited for this, and you know, I guess we can confirm here on Busted Open it's not going to be our very own Gabby that's going to be going to Dynamite tonight. Because if you remember, Tommy, we broke that news that you weren't one of the surprises a few weeks back. But I'm very excited, Tony, to hear who this surprise is tonight on Dynamite. Uh, me too. I'm excited for them to come out and debut. I think it's going to be awesome. It'll be a big boost to AEW, big boost to our women's division and a big boost to the locker room. And I think uh, also in addition to a new star coming into AEW tonight, just throughout the week, uh, Wednesday and Friday, I really want to load them up and make this a very special week for the fans. Uh, it's a, it's a weird week, you know, for, uh, for AEW. Uh, obviously there's a lot happening in pro wrestling this week. And in addition to having dynamite tonight and rampage on Friday, I think Friday will be a pretty cool day for us because not only will there be the AEW Rampage show, but there will also be the Ring of Honor Supercard pay-per-view, uh, which I'm announcing more matches for. We've got six matches on the card, and I'm going to put more out there in advance of the event. Uh, but I'm very excited about the, the what we've announced so far, six great matches, and uh, just a very cool week, I think, for the fans. Starting tonight on TBS on Dynamite with what is going to be a great show. We did a massive, massive rating last week, and you know, we're going to try to follow up on that uh, with some of our top stars in action again tonight in big matches. And and that's, uh, like I said, a theme of the week is appreciating the fans. And I think Lethal versus Moxley is a great match yep. uh, in the theme of that. 
You know, Tony, uh, Tommy and I, a lot today, we're talking about memories and moments. And you've created a lot of memories and moments in the short time that AEW has been on the air. Just a couple weeks ago with, you know, Thunder Rosa winning that AEW Women's Championship in front of friends and family, her in tears in that cage. It's it's such a beautiful moment. Uh, And Tommy and I were sharing our favorite uh, moments and memories. And a lot of it, you know, with Tommy and myself involve our father and, you know, when you're doing this type of a week, when you're doing Fan Appreciation Week, are, are there moments for you that stick out, you know, growing up, being a pro wrestling fan that you cherish and made you want to do what you're doing right now? Well, it's a great question. Um, I, I have so many fond memories of, of growing up watching pro wrestling. Um, and a lot of the people I work with today are – directly responsible for the way I love pro wrestling. I think a lot of things um, lured me into it, and then to keep me watching every every single week for the last 30-something years, um, it took a lot of great wrestlers and a lot of great matches. One person that I'm very fortunate to work with uh, here in AEW, who I've looked up to pretty much my entire life, is Sting. And last week, Sting was... A, a huge, huge part of the show in the aforementioned tornado tag, that crazy eight-man fight that spilled all over Austin, Texas. And now, uh, tonight, he'll be in the corner of Darby Allen, a match we've looked forward to for a long time, Darby Allen versus Andrade El Idolo. Um, and Sting, still being a part of Dynamite, still having these great matches, I think is part of uh, what makes our show so special what makes the company so special that we have really the best of both worlds, these great stars that are established all over the world and are legends in pro wrestling and the best young wrestlers and, and people in between young wrestlers that have really come into their own and made a name for themselves. Um, and sting, you know, being here is great for me because he's somebody I've always really appreciated and has been a big part of why I love pro wrestling. It's awesome. That's great. And I'm looking forward to that matchup that's taking place again. AEW Dynamite tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on TBS. And one of the other things we were talking about too, Tony, is your tag team division. You know, FTR is going to be in action tonight. Got to be very happy with what's going on with the tag teams right now in AEW. I've got something I'm very excited about planned for Max Caster tonight. On Dynamite, I really nice. like Max Caster and Anthony Bowens, the acclaimed, very, very much. You guys both know that, and I think yep. many of the listeners know that. And and I know you guys like Max a lot too. I really like Anthony as partner a, a great deal. Anthony's been injured, and we don't think it's anything too long term. But the truth is, he was supposed to be back by now, and so that's jammed me up the last couple weeks in planning um, because I think Anthony's been out almost a month now and they originally thought it was only going to be two weeks um so I this is a few weeks now that I've been looking forward to bringing Anthony back so um I'm gonna do something with Max tonight and it's a great way to keep both Max and Anthony on television while Anthony's recovering from what I don't I think is hopefully a short-term knee injury uh and we'll get some other people back in you know I Serena Deeb um, had been out sick last week with like flu-like symptoms, but nothing bad. And she is back now, which is great. It's great to have her here. She's a great wrestler, and, and we missed her last week also 
with her coaching and um, all of her great input backstage. And, uh, you know, with people being out and injured, I think uh, you get people coming back, too. And uh, right now, for the most part, the roster is overall healthy. And uh, like I said, with Anthony out, I'm going to put something exciting together for Max Caster for tonight also. Uh, In addition to a few more segments that that I'm yet to announce for tonight. And also tonight, people will find out uh, about this Friday Rampage card. And I really appreciate what you said, Dave. I mean, I'm I'm excited about it, and I, I really enjoy the show every Friday, pretty much. Um, but that's a safe bet. I mean, you know, if I'm putting the matches together, it's probably stuff <laughs> I'm going to like. <laughs> yeah, I gotta of course. It, yeah. I got to make it, you know, not just what you and I like and what everybody likes. So I will uh, really try to put some exciting stuff together for Friday to make it a tough choice for people uh, <laughs> between Rampage <laughs> and Ring of Honor on Friday night. I, I think I stood out alone. Dustin's promo going in made me want to watch Rampage and the match delivered. If we're booking just for ourselves, can I recommend a Max Caster versus PN News wrestling rap battle? That's just really for me. And uh, okay, you know I what? You know what? Uh, I'm going to say it here for the listeners of the show, and then oh I'll God. tweet it, and it'll it'll probably cost some likes because people are going to scoop it. But you know what? The most important <laughs> thing is to take care of the fans. So last night, um, I was with CM Punk, and we watched a tag match involving El Gigante and PN News. Um, so while I can't do Max Caster versus PN News, I can do Max Caster versus CM Punk. Wow. I'm going to, I'm going yo, to do baby, it Yo, baby, yo, baby, yo. Yes, and I can't <laughs> wait to see the look on CM Punk's face when Max Caster freestyles to the ring and says whatever Max Caster is wow. going to say to CM Punk tonight on TBS on Dynamite. You're not going to want to miss that, uh, what Max Caster has to say in his freestyle and the match itself. Max has really come a long way, and uh, I was not I was going to wait a second and announce this, but you, you guys... Get it back. Uh, Tony, we love you. Thank you so much. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. The producer is Gabby Laspisa. The associate producer is Andre Viola. Sound design by Neri Bailon. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Mother Marissa, Marissa Rivas. Sirius XM Podcasts. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. 
That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.